0: At the end of the concert you know yeah. like this uh, this man jumped on the stage and uh, told us so many beautiful stuff you know about our music you know and and, <laughs> and, 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 nice. and, and, and he was actually you know like uh, wearing this black leather jacket you know with the white hair and long hair what? and then we realized oh this guy is uh, Jimmy Jimmy page you know like talking you not know, to oh us. wow
1: this really? crazy man <laughs> On behalf of the Bombay Jazz Club and Music for Good, we'd like to introduce two fantastic musicians we've worked with in the past. They made an incredible impression last year at the Bandra Bass. We'd like to welcome now Tanya and Paolo from Seven Eyes. All of the First way I got to know about you folks was your name Seven Eyes, and I thought it had some kind of numerological or mystical implication. What made you choose the name Seven Eyes to represent the work you do?
2: Well, if it's it's a it's an interesting um, a lot of people ask this question, and um, I don't know if you've ever tried to find a band name, but we've struggled for a very long time to find the name. That's so long well we struggled for (laughs) it was like a good couple of months and basically everything that we were drawn to was taken and we were actually in in london and we were doing a group meditation when we it was like a actually an ashram in london and the goal of the meditation was just to surrender so i was really just about you know i had this name in mind i just need to surrender let the name go it will come and lo and behold that day (laughs) (laughs) the name seven eyes popped into my head for some reason and i didn't know why i i googled it and then i found some information about william blake who had written about seven eyes and the seven eyes are actually mentioned in the old testament and so seven eyes um as illustrated by blake represent these seven angels that guide you on your journey and so, cause he, he illustrated the book of Job, which is a, a story about a man who goes through, you know, the perils and, you know, he, he goes through this big long journey and these seven eyes were these guiding forces of, of well, these little, these angels really. And then I read another thing that linked the seven eyes to the seven chakras in the subtle body. So, you know, it just did jump out at me in my mind. And then when I was reading this, I thought, gosh, this is interesting. And then I said to Paolo, seven eyes, and he immediately was like, you were just like, that's it. Yeah, that's
0: also because we, uh, Tanya uh, was born in Europe and, uh, but she's grown up in India. And so she studied a bit of the, the Indian music as well as the Western music. And and for me i am from brazil and i moved to europe uh, 10 years ago mm. to study the classical music so we have all these elements to connect uh the continents you no know? we have like seven continents as well uh-huh. uh, and we we like to build bridges and uh, to connect connect co- cultures you know through music uh so naturally our music comes um out in that way that we compose, we create, because we have the elements of all these different countries. Uh, So it's a way to see uh, music in
1: different uh, perceptions, with different eyes. The music you perform is on such a broad canvas, drawing on so many different traditions, if I say so myself. It's one of the most beautifully blended forms of music I've ever heard. There's an authenticity about everything you do, like food that's been cooked slow and proper. So maybe you could talk about your Indian connection and how your musical compositions transcend genres, including jazz, Sufi, Brazilian, Hindustani classical, and so much more. How have you been able to bring your influences together so organically and so magnificently?
2: Um, I think as Paola said, you know, we both come with this experience of having lived in various countries and having sort of embedded the music of those places in our in our education and in our own cultural experience. And so when we came to write together and compose together, it just was quite a natural sort of amalgamation of all of these different influences. So it it happened quite naturally. I wouldn't say that we thought consciously like let's bring this influence and let's let's fuse this and that. It was really just a sort of coming together of who we are as artists and exploring how we can tell stories and i think that's sort of how how seven eyes found its identity as well it's really a sort of marriage between paulo and myself and the music that just bounce that we bounce off each other
0: the literary marriage you know
2: (laughs) yeah and then of course we literally got married as well but yeah. seven well, sort of- No,
0: we would love uh, no, to no. give you like a one uh, formula for for that. You know what we do. But um, f- even for us, it, it it's just so it comes natural in that way. Uh, so we can't we can't um, put in, in the paper uh, writing the items of, of the elements because we see that there is a lot of fusion and, and merging uh, musicians that like to bring different uh, type of music together. Uh, however, uh, we, uh, we can also, um, I, I don't know if we really enjoy uh, calling our music as word music or fusion music because we have sp- uh, specific elements of music from different uh, but specific countries as well and different but specific languages uh, that uh, we, uh, we lived that culture we lived that music we learned uh, and we Ooh. studied that so that's the way we do music it's the way we see music it, uh, it's our creative process it comes natural in that way
1: Tanya, you seem to have gone to an incredible depth like any other Indian singer from the tradition. Maybe you could talk about how you were able to imbibe so much of the musical values and aesthetics and to be able to express it so naturally.
2: Well, thank you so much, Dee. Um, so I grew up in Himachal Pradesh. I spent, from the age of six till nine, I was living in Dharamsala, which is north of um North of India, and I was at school there, so I learnt Hindi there, and you know we studied Indian classical music. We we woke up every morning singing bhajans, and it was a sort of all cultural immersive experience, and as as well as just going to normal, you know, attending school and as any other kid would, but. Um, that really left a very strong impression on me. And then when we came back to the UK, my family is very musical anyway. So I always grew up singing in harmony with my sisters. And so music was always part of the natural fabric of our house. And I guess I started getting an interest in Hindustani classical music when I got a bit older, around 16, 17 and I got the chance to study at a music academy in Tane, near Mumbai. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a music academy um, run by, I guess it was was set up by P.K. Salva, and it's like a sort of music academy that involve arts, dance, and music therapy in the umbrella of Hindustani classical music. So I started um, Mm. learning music therapy, actually, and that was my way into Hindustani classical music because it was exploring yeah. how music affects us subtly, and how it affects mm. our mental, physical, emotional well-being. And that's when I just got completely in love with it because I could, I just resonated with it, and I could feel um, the benefits of it. Like I really enjoy listening to to Indian classical music. It just makes me feel good. And so I was listening to a Love. lot of music through, during those years, from my late teens into my 20s. I was just listening to, you know, Pandit Ajay Chakrabarti and Rashid khan Sabh and, you know, all of these great um, singers of mm. the Indian subcontinent. And so I think when you listen a lot to a lot of music, you it starts to become your own language in a way. Like, you know, if you, if I was gonna listen to Miles Davis every day oh, yeah. for 10 years, I, I'm gonna understand his language a little bit, you know? So I think that's how...
1: Yeah, um, there you go.
2: Yeah, it just happened like that. And then I found some teachers throughout my, my years of training. Um, I found teachers in India, but also in the UK, and I just kept up with my classes with them. Mm.
1: Paolo, your guitar skills are incredible. You play like one just turns on the tap and water comes out, you know, a steady stream of gorgeous music. How did you get your musical journey going?
0: Oh, for me, uh, well, uh, the, the thing that influenced me the most, I think, is the, uh, the crossover. What, what is, the, is, is the connection between one style and the other, you know, is the border in between uh, styles and, and beyond this is what uh makes me moves me to create and to play my music of course i i appreciate so much like to have a purely uh, classical uh, uh style for example i studied the uh, the western classical guitar and i came to europe for that mm. uh although mm. uh, as brazilian and 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 you as a musician you know the uh, the importance of Brazilian music and how we express uh, ourselves musically. Uh, so yeah. th- for me is like a me as a Brazilian. What I'm from my my mom's side, I am Syrian and Lebanese, and from my dad's side, I am African, Italian, Portuguese, Indigenous. Um, so I am all the, this uh, blend. So <laughs> wow. for me, for me, uh, the blend is very important. This is what makes me uh, feel. That I am making something creative, but one one very important element for me is the, of course, the rhythmico. As as we have so much influence of the Nigerian and the Yoruba and the African in general, the African music, no, like in Brazil, and that further on the process of the colonization of the Europeans, we develop our own styles. Based on the rhythm of of the African uh, music, uh, I would say like uh, musically, uh, the rhythm for me it's essential. And when I play, uh, I am within myself, you know, like a totally rhythmically uh, pulsating uh, music in that way, and 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 of course trying to uh, break uh, the the borders, because I don't like to have like anything uh, holding myself um, and uh, that what, that's what makes me really uh, create and, and play um, in the way
1: you saw. Thank you for, the, for your comment. Each of you have studied so much musical traditions, techniques and ideas. What advice would you give to some younger musicians? How do you focus on something you could really build your musical expression on without getting sidetracked by chasing after so many different possibilities
0: if you have the response please tell us because I think this this one is a tricky one but uh, what I would say is that uh, there is nothing uh, wrong in be confused and uh, when when you are starting in music because uh, the possibilities are endless and uh, as a beginner you need to explore Uh, And understand all different styles Um, Not all of it it, But all all of them But you you need to explore a bit And see what really uh, moves you And for that Mm. you need to uh, Play and and try And learn And like this you build a vocabulary A repertoire that you can communicate To other musicians further down Um, So I believe It's uh, important The only thing that my advice would be Don't give up because this is the most important thing whatever you do whatever you choose which uh, way you did you know like you chose in music or music chose you please just go for it go and and do your thing because you everyone is is able to to reach a higher level if you are fully dedicated to it
1: Thought you lost all of your what are some of the important ideas that you impart to your students? We, we work with sound, music is sound and we need
0: to work on our sound. This is for me uh, essential. And doesn't matter in your position, the, the posture of your body, of the nails, if they are long, if they are not filed, well you know shaped, or if the mm. strings are old, or try to find your sound. You know because your sound yours is your uh, personal um, identity in music and this is yeah. what I, I try to uh, to find my student sounds and uh, work on their sound refining their sound and, and help them understanding their sound this is uh, for me what is the the most important thing of course uh, you have I mean so much to work and and so many different subjects to explore. But I would say this is the main main thing.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. And I would, I would say I do the same thing. I, I try and get my students to find their voice, you know, because you can use all different, all sorts of different genres in music to explore what the voice can do technically. But ultimately it's about finding your instrument and your place with that and feeling comfortable with that, feeling able to fully express emotions. And um, just going back to your previous question also about, you know, being able to tell stories with your instrument to, to mm. communicate, that's what it is, you know, um, to commu- what what is it that you want to communicate? And that's something, you know, for young musicians, you, I think spending time thinking about what is it I have to say? What is it that mm, I mm. want to communicate? And how are you going to communicate that? I think that's um, wow. a really important um, aspect of also being a student, finding your voice, finding your way to express your story
0: not only as a student wow. no that like is for so simple. Any, any any musician is sorry uh, any musician is like that for for us on our journey as, as well as uh, when we are on the uh, studio we are exploring the sound we are uh, trying to understand what yeah. uh, wh- which sound we want for that song or for that album uh, on the, on our second album we we got a very different sound uh, compared mm. to the first one and uh they they have two different uh things like the sound of the guitar of the voice but also the whole body of the of the work if you if you listen to to senses album uh you will get a whole different feel
1: of the first, compared to the first one you came to Band under on two occasions great shows can you talk a little about that experience
2: yeah i mean it's an amazing experience for us as well um a lot of the songs that we play in our repertoire when we are playing in the Indian subcontinent are the sort of old is gold songs. medi Hassan's are just some of those old Bollywood songs as well, you know, like Lag Jagale and those classics that everyone knows. And I've been in situations where I've been in a cab in Mumbai, just completely enjoying the conversation I'm having with the driver talking about Lata Mangeshkar and we're going through all the songs and just having a laugh. And that's the bridge the, that music has become. This means that we get to meet extraordinary people because of music, like music has brought us to India or to Pakistan. And we're actually just singing. So one, one of the most favorite um, gigs that we ever did Was for me uh, when we were singing Man to an audience in Lahore. And (laughs) at one point, the whole audience just say, Ali, (laughs) you know, because we're singing in praise of Hazrat Ali. And it was just pure devotion. It was a moment of collective devotion. And I just never experienced, I'd never imagined that I would be able to witness that. You know, coming from England to Lahore, and then just really singing the praise of Hazrat Ali to his devotees. You know, it was just such a a moving and, and powerful experience, and the energy in the room was also so heightened because wow. it was just. Um,
0: it was our first time performing there, also.
2: It was our first time performing there, and it was it was just a, an extraordinary atmosphere.
1: a little about how you want your audiences to regard you your relationship with your listeners and building bridges can you tell us more about your musical goals
0: yeah i think i think the good stuff to be diverse is that you can uh, play in different ambient for different audiences for different people from different countries right this is really cool uh, sometimes we play in a jazz venue and sometimes we play in a wedding of a Sufi wedding for example that we need to play only cavallis and puzzlels mm. and, and, and and that's all good. Uh, but if we are in Brazil for example it doesn't it doesn't really work so uh, right. and so we need right. to, to play Brazilian music right so and and Tanya sings so well like also in different languages. so we did uh, already songs in Spanish and Portuguese of. Uh, uh, and and it works so well, and people, in the same way that they like to listen to her uh, Urdu and Hindi, uh, they also like to hear her Portuguese as well. In Brazil, we have a big following there. Uh, so wow. I don't. Um, um, it's it's complicated um, to say, look, to put ourselves in in one box only, right? Because we we like uh, to play the, this different type of music and um, to call that word music I would I wouldn't say because what is word music word music is anything and nothing at the same time and uh, it's n- neither jazz and uh, it's a song I would say like sometimes it sounds re- really pop uh, but it comes naturally uh, like that as well and uh we just we are artists exploring and getting to know ourselves with this exploring with this exploration of of this journey that we are
1: going in so uh we are seven eyes you guys recently did this garden concert that was very successful can you talk about it
2: yeah it was so Every year we do a concert in our garden since we moved out here to Geneva. um, So since 2018, we've been doing these garden shows and we were actually able to have a live audience in Geneva last summer um, because we can have, I mean, I think the rules were you can have 150 people, but we couldn't because of the rain. So... (laughs) It just rained, um, Mm. or it was forecast to rain on the day of the concert, and we usually have everyone sitting on carpets outside, and we weren't able to have a canopy, Um, so what happened was we ended up doing it in a friend's house, and... So we did have a live audience in the house and we also invited some wonderful artists to play alongside us. So we had Ken Zuckerman, he plays so beautifully. And we also brought a tabla player who is um, from, he's from Pune, but he's now based in Rome. Do I wanna say Rome? Yes. So we flew him out from Italy. And then we had a wonderful Swiss musician, Alexandre Stelier on keys. He's just one of those all round and multi-instrumentalists. Mm. So we had a really good, vibe between us and and it was just a thrill to be able to perform to a live yeah. audience again.
1: Can you tell us about where your audience can find your music? Well, I, I
0: was just about to say uh, that I, we, are, we feel so much love and uh, so many beautiful things written uh, as comments on our videos on YouTube, uh, Facebook and Instagram that we, we just want to thank everyone. Uh, for, for all these beautiful things that motivate us really to to keep going mm-hmm. and keep creating. So we are uh, on YouTube as uh, youtube.com slash and... 7Eyes. And
2: then we're, we've got all of our original music on Spotify. And that's actually also on YouTube as well. So you can listen to our original content on Spotify, YouTube. And then we're also quite active on Instagram. I would say Instagram is our most used social media platform um we've also got twitter but i think we're probably going to delete that because we're just not on it and we just want to focus on really creating a sort of seven eyes community and that's also really much part of our we've got a patreon page and so we're really developing a a community of people who enjoy our music and just we want to engage with them one-to-one and so we've got all these different perks so We've got a host of different um, social media platforms, but mainly Patreon, Instagram and YouTube, I would say.
0: And the Patreon is for, the, for those of, of the people that would like to listen to our music, but not the music that we actually release Yeah. Uh, openly Uh, so for instance now we released a video just yesterday no like Mm -hmm. to only two patrons we have Mm -hmm. around uh, 50 patrons now oh the VIP section Uh, actually our performance in uh, Nagpur uh, in January Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a song uh, that we uh, performed with uh, local musicians Mm -hmm. and uh and we posted only there. And as as we do like uh, every month, uh, every month, once or twice a month, we do on uh, Patreon. If any of you would like to check it out, uh, go to patreon.com slash 7ice.
1: We as the Bombay Jazz Club fully support you folks. And we're among your biggest fans. As we wind up this interview, is there anything that you'd like to share with our audience in parting?
0: You guys are fantastic. I I love you guys, and we were so lucky to to go there and play in that uh, beautiful venue in um, Mumbai,
2: Bomba- Bandra Base. Bandra mm-hmm.
0: Base, and we would love to to be back there and play uh, again um we are also very um, uh, grateful for your support on on our um, garden concert um some of your patrons could support us so thank you very much for this exchange as well um I would uh, just uh, thank you and um, and congratulate you for for the initiative on on doing this podcast and uh, we are very honor to be here and to to be invited and talk a bit
2: yeah thank you so much and exactly what he said
1: (laughs) it's our great pleasure and the best is yet to come thank you so much on behalf of the Bombay Jazz Club and Music for Good so long